Hello guys, welcome to the first episode of the Golasa podcast. In this podcast, you'll join me, Sanket Das, as we take a look at all of the footballing action from across the globe and do much more. So sit back, relax and enjoy. So in today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the Champions League final, which was played between Man City and Chelsea. We'll also talk about some of the transfer rumours going about and how we could expect to see some big moves over the course of the summer. Let's get into it. So talking about the Champions League final, it was played between Man City and Chelsea at Porto. And Chelsea in the end emerged victorious, 1-0 victory for them. Kai Havertz scored the sole goal during the game. And it was a great game to watch from a neutral's perspective. The fans were back in the stadium as well, so that was good to see. And both teams enjoyed um, a lot of early possession. They had chances as well. Chelsea in particular got their tactics spot on, I felt. They lined up with a 3-4-3 formation as they have done for the most part of Thomas Tuchel's reign. Um, the fullbacks enjoyed a lot of freedom uh, in the opening exchanges. Kai Havertz and Mason Mount, who were playing narrow in behind Timo Werner, uh, were combining well with Reese James and Chilwell. And Timo Werner, he was making those um, runs in behind the defence and was a menacing presence for Stones and Diaz all night long. And the midfielders, Jorginho and Conte, they were impeccable in my opinion. Conte in particular deserved even the Man of the Match award. I'll come back to him later on. Both teams, they had a pretty high back line and that uh, forced them to play a lot of long balls, looking for the attackers, making runs in behind the defence. Uh, but it was Chelsea who made a positive start, starting on the front foot. And I thought it was only a matter of time before they would break the deadlock and they did so, courtesy of a uh, great goal from Kai Havertz. It was well taken from him. And it was good to see him get on the score sheet as well in the Champions League final. A great moment for him. Uh, he hasn't had the easiest of seasons. Um, has a lot of pressure on him as he made a big move last summer. Big price tag on him. And it was good to see him celebrate with the fans as well. And Thomas Tuchel opted against starting either uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi or Ziyech or Pulisic. Basically, he didn't line up, any, uh, line up with any traditional wingers. And uh, he stuck with Havertz and Werner, who complemented each other very well. Talking about City, though, um, they opted to not line up with a defensive midfielder and a natural number nine. Um, the number nine situation, that's understandable to a certain degree because Pep Guardiola, he's played with De Bruyne in that false nine position for most of the season. But to not start either Fernandinho or Rodri, that came as a surprise to many, including myself. And I think that is where... Uh, City eventually lost the Champions League final because they were physically dominated by Chelsea in that midfield. They couldn't get a hold of the game. The creative players, the likes of Foden and KDB and Bernardo Silva, they weren't allowed to express themselves properly. And Chelsea were making their way from the midfield to the attack with relative ease as well. They were counter-attacking with great pace, so you've got to give credit to them. And Guardiola, for the first time in his Man City career, has lost a cup final. Um, which means he is now still without a Champions League trophy since he left Barca. And you've got to give credit to Thomas Tuchel as well. He's beaten Guardiola three times now, once in the Prem, again in the FA Cup, and now in the Champions League final. And it's remarkable what he's done in such a short amount of time with this team, uh, transformed them completely. Around December or January, uh, Frank Lampard was really feeling the heat. He was not playing well with this um Chelsea team, they looked out of sorts and clueless and um, it's a testament to Thomas Tuchel's coaching ability and how he's instilled this winning mentality in this young group of players to a point that they are now Champions League winners. Um, 
players like Eduard Mendy, who were unemployed five or six years ago, are now winning the Champions League. An incredible story, really. Um, whereas Man City, I thought they were a bit erratic in their play. The likes of Sterling and Riyad Mahrez, um, they were really negated by the Chelsea fullbacks and the defenders. Uh, talking about the Chelsea defenders, uh, Rudiger, he had a fine, fine game at centre-back. It was unfortunate to see Thiago Silva go off injured. But I guess he won't mind a lot because his team won in the end. He's finally won the Champions League title. And um, talking about players winning their first ever Champions League title, you've simply got to talk about N'Golo Conte. He deservedly won the Man of the Match award and truly showed what a, what a great player he is. Um, out of words to describe his performance, he was ridiculously good. He was everywhere on the pitch, winning back balls in midfield, helping out the defence, making runs forward. And um, yeah, he's now going to be adding that Champions League title to his trophy cabinet as well. And it was great to see him give the post-match interview in such a humble and modest manner. And you've just got to feel happy for him. So Chelsea have now won their second ever Champions League title. Um, fully, fully deserved in my opinion. They've beaten the likes of Sevilla, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and now Chelsea and due to this um, Champions League title. So massive, massive props to them. And it's going to be exciting to see how this team develops further and how, will, how they will also challenge for the Premier League title next season. Now, moving on, we'll be discussing some transfer rumours right now and some done deals across Europe. Sergio Aguero, he's um, left Manchester City. He came on as a substitute in the Champions League final, as we talked about earlier. And uh, now he's joined FC Barcelona on a two-year deal uh, and he's reportedly going to earn 5 million euros per year and has a lot of um, performance-rated bonuses attached to his contract as well and has a 100 million euro buyout clause in his deal. And this is a very clever and smart deal from John Laporta. Great negotiations from him, Rafael Juste and Matteo Alemani to get this deal over the line and he's going to add a lot to this team, um, especially for... Uh, a team like Barca, who've lacked that clinical number line ever since Suarez left this year. Um, you could feel the absence of the number nine. A lot of chances missed in crucial moments. Uh, Martin Braithwaite just isn't up to isn't up to the Barca level uh, yet. And he'll probably be leaving over the course of this window as well. With Sergio Aguero transferring to Barca on a free transfer, uh, it's a great deal. He will guarantee you goals and, uh, of course, he's going to be joining up with Messi, presumably, um, who's going to now stay, it looks more than likely now. Um, and it's going to be great to see how they uh, form a partnership at club level. Of course, they've played together for Argentina and it's going to be interesting to see how Barca challenge Atletico Madrid for that Champions League, um, sorry, La Liga title and Champions League as well. But that isn't the only bit of transfer business that the uh, Blaugrana club are going to be doing. It is widely expected that uh, Eric Garcia, he'll also sign his new deal on a free transfer, just like his Man City, former Man City teammate Sergio Aguero in the coming few days. Emerson Royale from Real Betis. Um, Barca will reportedly pay around 8 or 9 million euros to secure his services. And um, Memphis Depay and Gini Wijnaldum, their deals are also close as well. However, the Depay deal, it's a bit more complicated, kind of related to the continuity of Komen at the club. So we'll see how that uh, transfer situation unfolds. Now over to Barca's arch rivals, uh, Real Madrid, who 
Over the weekend completed the signing of David Alaba on a free transfer as well. You'll see a lot of these free transfers um, due to the financial situation of the clubs. Um, yeah, it's a massive, massive signing for them. And I'm just wondering, is it a sign that Sergio Ramos is now going to be leaving the club? We have to wait and see uh, whether negotiations go through or not. So it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds as well. We'll keep a keen eye on that. And um, now talking about transfers, we also have Eduardo Camavinga from Rennes. He has been linked to a host of um, clubs around Europe, Bayern, PSG, Barca, Real, you name it. And um, he has one year remaining on his um, common deal at Stade Rennes. And um, Rennes want to sell him this summer so that they can make some money off of him. Otherwise, they'll have to risk closing him on a free next summer. And it's going to be interesting to see who snaps him up because at such a young age, he's already supremely, supremely talented, has taken the league on by storm. And... Um, is definitely a prospect for the future. So we'll discuss more on that in the coming episodes. But yeah, um, I think that's it for now. Thank you for joining me on the first episode of the Galasa Podcast. Hope it goes well. Um, until then, stay safe and goodbye. It's been Sanket Das. Thank you.